This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A very good evening uh, to everyone. It's your normal Sunday night show on the ball, which we've been doing all pre-season. Um, the show where we digest and talk about all the week's events. And boy, there's a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we're going to get into that shortly. To this week, I'm joined by another one of our channel members. If you want to become a channel member, of course, you can see the link below and get on the Discord group and we talk a lot um, and lots of chats about everything. But we've got Josh this week, who's also a regular uh, contributor to our post-match show extra time good evening josh evening dave you all right uh yes mate good i'm good uh it's going to be really interesting uh tonight we we had a, a as i'm sure as, as you participated in and uh, watched we had a very uh, intense show uh in the week which was an extra show the uh talking about jeff she's statement uh we had a great show last weekend on the ball's been really really popular and, um, you know, it would be really good to get your take on everything that's been going on. We are literally a week out. Before I get on to that, I do want to say a big, massive welcome to our brand new partner for our Sunday night show, Creation Wolf, uh, another local Wolverhampton company uh, working in the digital space. You can find more about Creation Wolf in uh, the link below. Fantastic people. Uh, and they're helping uh, power uh, this stream tonight. So this is the agenda that we're going to be looking at. Me and Joss, obviously, we're going to be talking about all the news uh, and talking points surrounding Wolverhampton Wanderers this week. It is literally a week to go. Eight days' time, we take on Manchester United away at Old Trafford. Um, on Monday Night Football, the whole world will be watching that one for sure. We're going to be discussing, of course, uh, the Luton and Stad Rene or Runs Friendlies. I think they're a bit like Wolves. We've got Wolverhampton Wanderers and then like we're Wolves and they're Stad Rene, and, but they, they're known as Wrens, aren't they, Josh? Yep. 
<laughs> and then uh, Joss is going to uh, and me are going to be reflecting on the show earlier on the week, and Joss is going to give in his take on uh, the Jeff She uh, letter. Of course, we're going to be talking about uh, the Premier League that's coming up and starting to look forward to that first game against Manchester United. We're going to have our questions answered as well. And we're also uh, going to be giving you the opportunity uh, to take part in the Always Wolves Fantasy League. Um, And we'll get... um, We'll get Carl in the chat in a little bit uh, to put on the details of that so you and the code so you guys can get involved with the Fantasy League and hopefully there'll be a prize at the end of it as well. We've already got nearly 200 people watching live on the show. So please smash a like, let YouTube, you're enjoying it. Uh, let us know where in the world you're watching and we're going to give us the best takes on uh, on everything. But Josh, first of all, You've been watching, obviously, you've been in the Discord group, uh, the members' Discord group, you know, because you're a channel member and we've, you know, we've got some great conversations to go on on that. You've been seeing everything that's been going going with Wolves throughout the summer, so many outgoings, um, two free transfers. Obviously, uh, the third-choice keeper, uh, Mr King, got on the pitch at the weekend. He's literally a king for a day. Uh, Lopetegui put him on. Uh, We've got um, the doc that's come back. The Bubacar Traore transfer, 9.5 million has gone through. And, of course, the Kuna uh, transfer as well. What is your take on Wolf's summer business up until this point? Um, A bit in the middle. So I'm one of those, like I said to you before, where I want to see... You've got to give it to the end of the window before you do anything. But um, I nearly said Nuno then. Um, Julian was very um, vocal back at the end of the season that he wanted all his signings in before pre-season so we can get him to gel. Um, and we didn't really see any comings in, apart from like, the additional pays with, payments we've made for Cunha and um, Bubacar. Um, didn't see anybody coming until uh, King came in. Um, can't really judge that one because he's a squad reserve rotation player. Um, and then Doc came in. I know that got a lot of traction and people saying, oh, we shouldn't go back. People shouldn't go back to other clubs. But as me and my brother and my dad have said, Manny, my brother, if Doc hadn't played for us previously as a 31-year-old squad rotation right-back player who's had three years' experience in the Premier League, you'd be over the moon with that sort of signing if you hadn't played for us before. Um, I was happy with it. Uh, it was just partly because it was someone through the door, but someone who knows the club, like I said, has got experience. Um, but the window in general at the moment, I'm a bit in the middle. There's still, like I said, Julian wanted his, all his signings in before the pre-season, which doesn't normally happen for many clubs. You see at West Ham, they sign no one yet. Palace are down, down there and potentially losing a lease out in the next week. Um, I don't think Forrest have brought many in. So there's a few clubs that haven't done any deals yet. I think it'd be like the January transfer window where it will go down to the wire, where you will see a few people start to move. Um, I still would just like to sign a centre-half. And I'll potentially... If, Pedence, I know he was in the squad on the weekend, but I think we're a bit light on wingers again, like out and out wingers, because we've only got Neto really. 
and Pedence, who are like really out and out wingers. The rest of them, like Nunes, plays inside right. Juan plays inside left. Um, I do think we need another option out wide. So a winger and a centre half with a dock signing come the end of the window. I'd say well, that that'd be a successful window. Now there's the talk about Scott. I still think there's potential legs in that. Um, but I know there was the talk of Kundal potentially going one way with reduced money for Scott, but that looks to be Kundal going out on loan to Plymouth now in the next few hours or the next few days. So we'll have to see how the Scott deal deal goes, see if anything does come of it, if he stays. Um, but I know it was all mentioned that at Bournemouth, they'd put another bid in, but the likes of John Percy had come back through and said, no, no formal third bid for Bournemouth has, has, has come for it. So it's a wait and see on that one to see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you make some good points there. I mean, you're quite measured uh, with uh, with how you see. I mean, obviously, we always try to reflect the mood. I mean, the um, the one in the week was very, very, you know, intense. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say doom and gloom and stuff like that. Obviously, there's a bit of anger and stuff over the stuff. But we need to talk about this because we need to get, um, you know, obviously you've talked about that. You know, we've talked about the transfers going out, Neves, Cody, some good money's come in, quite a lot of money's come in. Um, they haven't really spent any of it apart from, as you know, we do have to take a rain check on the fact that Bubakar Triori's money's come out, 9.5 yeah. million. Uh, there's money going out for Kuna as well. Both of those players, obviously, um, are being made permanent in this window. Um, and obviously, you've got the freeze as well. But quite a lot of money has come in. Um, and I think I'm right in saying that you were probably one of the uh, the ones that definitely wanted to see a big squad refresh yeah. um, during uh, this window. You wanted, um, I think you've talked about some of the Deadwood being moved on, refreshing it up. Um, all the players that have gone out is that, you know, obviously we, you know, we'd like to keep Nevis, I guess. But is there anyone really that you wouldn't have wanted to go out that's gone out? Um, who's gone? So Collins, Matinho, Adama. Um, well, we don't know what's happening with Adama yet. Has yeah. he actually signed for anyone yet? No. He's offered, is, he just, is he just boxing or what's he's he been doing? offered a few clubs, from what I've read, offered a few clubs. Um, I think maybe all FC have come in for him, haven't they? Yeah. And, They're a big um, Saudi team or something like that. I don't there's know. talk of somewhere in Egypt as well. Very slippery customers they are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Why would he go to Egypt, man? It's yeah. like... There was, there was talk of it the other week. I don't know how much, that much has come to it. Um, I know someone's put Chiquinho going out there, but I know I put on the Discord the other week. He needs game time. You can't... You know what? Stoke didn't even have him in their squad the weekend. No, I, I, they won yesterday and I was looking for Chiquino and he wasn't even in their match day squad yeah. at all, I could see. So now um, Hoover played. Hoover scored in the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Lemby Keeson wasn't even on the Fulham... Not Fulham. Rotherham. No. Rotherham squad because they were playing Stoke and he wasn't in there. Maybe they're not fully integrated. Yeah. Although I know Chiquino's played a few minutes, maybe he's picked up an injury. Notice that Leicester played yesterday. Cody was injured as well. Yeah, didn't play for them. But like of all the players going out, is there anyone that you really say, well, actually, I really wish they hadn't have gone? 
There isn't one really that you should say I'm gutted about going. The one that to me that didn't really well, it makes sort of sense that he's gone. Um, was Collins? Collins, yeah. I did. I know there was people that weren't too keen on him, and his showing against Arsenal was it was shocking. But I think as a cover for Dawson on the, was he left footed or right footed? I can't remember. But as, a, as another centre half option, there was an option there. Um, it just means we've got to go out. We need, we need, we can't go into the season with three centre halves. Um, in Toti, Kilman, and, and Dawson, we need for me, we need one more. And I know there was talk of that LVD from um, Montreal um, where we've initially gone for a seven and a half million with a year left on his contract, and um, they want they now want 12. So it, and we're not budging on that apparently, but Colin, if I had to, had to pick anybody, um, I know Chris is neither footed. Um, it probably I was a bit shocked by the Collins one, but I look at it now and the fact that we've got three million more on him, it did kind of make sense that we took, took the offer with the situation that we're in. I have been corrected. Apparently, Chiquino was on the bench for Stoke and came on. I looked and I. I... I couldn't see him, but maybe that that's I wasn't wearing my glasses at the time, so that's probably why. So, guys, uh, with regards to Leighton's come up with a question and stuff like that, with regards to any questions, if you save them for the end of the podcast, you can ask me direct questions, Josh direct questions, ask us both questions. We will do a QA at the end. So save your uh, your questions. Obviously, enjoy uh, joining in the chat. If you do want your chat to stand out, if you do a super chat, not only does it help support the channel. Uh, it also guarantees being shown on the screen as well. So, obviously, the players going out, you make some really, really good points. Um, what is your thought on the, the squad as a whole as we stand right now, Josh, where, think, where we're at? I think we've got a, we've definitely got a bottom-half mid-table squad, I think, that can, that can push on and just have a decent enough season for what we've got. Um. I've been looking. I know me, me and my brother's married. I still think Luton and Sun, um, Sunderland, Luton and Sheffield United will be the two teams that will be down in the bottom three. It's just that third team. I can't name someone who is going to be that third team worse than us. Um, although I have been, I mentioned earlier, fancy football. I was doing my fancy football earlier. I was looking through some of the squads and I've looked at the likes of um, West Ham. Like I said, no additions there. Palace. I think they're really going to struggle this year. Um, especially if they lose Elise as well. If they lose him, um, I think they, they could be in trouble unless they manage to bring anybody in to replace him because they've already lost Zaha. Because um, I think last year, when Zaha wasn't playing for them, I think Elise and Eze, they, well, they, they ran rings around us last year, then paired it. Um, it's just that, I think we're going to be mid tap well, bottom half, mid tap So, anyway, I think we'll be 12th to 16th, personally. As we stand at the moment. So, yeah. Um, I um, I watched the game the weekend, as you know, and we're going to come on to the games in, in a bit, but we're going to, we are going to talk about the Jeff Shee and the Lopetegui situation before we get on to talking about the game and looking forward. I don't want to give it too much airtime because we gave it a lot of airtime in the week. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a few people here that are putting on a few. Things here, Sheffield United, Bolton, Luton, maybe even Brentford. Thanks, F1, as well, for the uh, the super chat, the, the donation. That's great as well. I appreciate that. 
Um, a few looking at Forest as well. I mean, I've read reports about Forest owe agents money and stuff like that. That they're not yeah, got, uh, got to the end of the month. That article because they um, that article went out and it was just headlined out. Oh, they owe money, um, but when you actually read into the article, they got to the end of August. Um, yeah, it looks like they will pay, but there's still that bit of doubt there. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, I was I was there. I, at the starting 11 then as they was bringing the people on i was counting up let's see how strong our first team squad is in depth and i got up to around about 19 or 20 players um yeah. when they were bringing people on i was going oh yeah oh yeah then i forgot about bentley and i thought oh, we've got to have bentley on as well because he yeah. is like um you know potentially a first team keeper with you can't count tom king although he came on, he's, he's a bloody talker as well. He is. He yeah. talks like Cody. He was telling them all what to do. He's built like a boxer. Maybe him and Trari can go into a ring and, and ha have it out. But like, I was surprised, actually, when you actually had, had the players on. The, and I didn't even count Pedence because I've yeah. counted Pedence as gone, you know, and stuff like that. But like, you're bringing them on. I'm thinking 19. I was thinking, oh, yeah, 17 or 18. But it's more like 19 or 20 players. And that was not accounting for Johnny Otto or Daniel Pedence no. either. Obviously, you've got academy players on 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 the the bench, so it's deeper than I thought it was when I was thinking about it. But I still think we're two or three players shy. And the worry is, as well, because you see the speculation. Nice are still thinking they can get Kilman. Uh, you see the things about Ryan Ait Nuri. Um, the Nunes that's been mentioned, you know, to me, they're all first team players. Yeah, I, for me, I knew these last two games. I was happy for him to go as long as we got the right amount of money in the summer, yeah, in this window. Because obviously, you've seen me say now, in the times on that Discord, Angers have got a 50% 50% sell on or 10 million buyout. So, for when we were being offered 15 million, you're like, you've not even got back what you bought for him. But the way he's played the last two games, he start he starts have as much as I love Bueno last season. He he starts for me. Well, there, I mean, we're gonna get we, we are gonna get stuck into this later on in the uh, later on in the podcast, Josh, because we uh, it's time to to look at that starting eleven, and we're gonna talk about that after we've talked about the games. But you're right. Um, he came on at half time for Bueno, who you know played really well. No, it was half time first. No, first off. He yeah. was he was on yeah, um, and he scored a fantastic goal. Um, I mean, it was like the mm -hmm. goals like at the weekend were like proper goals, yeah, like really good goals. And I'm like, if you watch the highlight vi video that I did on my channel, which is all of the uh, the goals, um, I say on the third one, where are the goals coming from? Yeah. Well, here they are. From all angles, it was fa it was fantastic to see. We're, we're going to get stuck into to that because I've called this one. If you like your Star Wars, a new hope? Yeah. Question mark. Uh, because after that, I feel like quite positive generally about things. But we will get into it, and then we want to talk about the squad in terms of the the opening match for the season. But I think we 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 still hopefully that there's going to be the way I feel about it, Josh. And I don't know whether you feel about it. If they bring in a couple more players during the um, this window, whether it's loans or they're playing chicken with Bristol City or whatever it is, and the, the cards or whatever it is, they bring in the players, an extra bit of the squad, be a bigger squad than Nuno had, for example. Yeah. 
Um, and there's good quality across in a lot of positions, which is what Lopetegui was go wanted. Um, but for me, I think if they sell Kilman, Ait Norrie, Silva, mm. Nunes, who've all been linked, if they sell one of them from out of that squad, then I'm then I'll be really like yeah. I'd be pitched, I'd be peed because they're Kilman's like a starter, pretty much guaranteed. Nunes, everything goes through Nunes. He starts. Every game, he, he, we had this discussion with my brother earlier. He's going to be the player this season. I really think he's on that right. If he keeps on playing on the right and coming in as like an like a centre attacking mid, right hand side, right attacking mid rather than a winger or on the left, I think if he's on that right hand side and he's cutting in, he's going to cause a lot of trouble for a lot of teams. Yeah, and then you look at the likes of Fabio Silva as well. I mean, there's such a lot of love. From the fans for Fabio Silva, basically singing his name. Look, Fabio, you know we love you. We want you to be here. You're welcome here. We want you to feel as home. I know there's all the talk about Fabio Silva, and he wasn't very committal in his interview in the week, yeah. um, from whatever reasons gone on before. But this is a different uh, managerial setup, it's a different coach to when he left, and. Um, you know he's a clever player. Yeah, he's always he's always had a bit of something about him, um, Fabio Silva, uh, in terms of like you can't teach instinctiveness runs, but he's quite clever. Um, he didn't get his goal, but he was involved in the goal. Uh, he made one mistake, which was the back heel. Yeah. Um, in the wrong area, we used to see Adama try and do things like that on pedents doing these fancy flicks or trying to run the ball out in the wrong thing, lose the ball in the final third, and you, you often get punished. But other than that, it was uh, it was really positive. So we're going we're gonna to poke that to one side. I want now for you to give your honest opinion on the, uh, the letter from Jeff yep. in the week, which obviously we've reflected on and thought about. Also, Lopetegui, and also your feelings about Lopetegui um, that's been reported in the press that he's, again, considering his position, but also the fact that he did the interview um, without Wolves knowing. What, what's your state, your thoughts on all of those things at this point now, a week before? So, on the press release that come out during the week, um, it's been needed, but it's way too late. We should have had that explanation. Well, you still don't know what the explanation is, but you got the outlines of it. Um, early on, earlier on, we needed it earlier on because it's just been up in the air. We don't know what's been going on, why we've not been spending um, FFP this, FFP that. Um, it needed to come a lot. It was never going to come early, though, because that's that's the way they work. That's the way the business works with, um, with us, and it's kept... Well, from, from what we're told and what we've seen before and how the Chinese business is run, it's kept quiet. Um, and that that's what it's done. And it, it, it needed to come out. And I think it came out when it did because there's been a lot of pressure from the fans this week. Before the games had happened, there was a lot of pressure this week at the start of the week where we'd still heard nothing. There's been no permanent purchases made. Um, and I still think it's, slightly piping over the cracks of what is actually going on. 
which we, well, we don't, we don't, that's the thing. We still don't know properly what is going on. Um, I understand with the financial fair play, and like Jack said the other night, it could be a case if you look on next year and there's a whole host of other teams that are in big trouble. Villa will be one. And we could we could we could be fine with it. And you could look back and say, actually, this is as long as we stay up. As long as we stay up, because there is that doubt from a lot of fans that we could be fighting relegation again. If we stay up, we've stayed out of money trouble. And there's other clubs that are in money trouble that have stayed up. Then you could hopefully, though you never know we will, you could look back and say, Oh, it was the right decision in what we've done. Um, but you, you just you just don't know. You you needed this. You needed this at the start of June. You so we're this. too late. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously a lot of in there with the stuff we uh, we we um, we already knew um, on the Lopetegui interview. I'm on two minds um, with him coming out and saying what he's done. Um, I thought in that interview with um, Gillian Balag, I thought a lot of it was what was already circulating in the media and especially on Twitter. Um, I thought, as, I know a lot of people don't like him, and I've seen it on the Discord and not on Twitter that people don't like Gillian Balag. I don't mind him. Um, I think what he comes out with on Twitter and stuff he's done in the past with Sky. He's usually a pretty good journalist. Um, but I don't I think know whether like... anyone said they come and don't like him. They just mm. think, um, because obviously he's quite a, an affable character. Yeah. Um, you know, he's quite a jovial character and stuff like in that way. I think um, the way it was done, and it's like the tweets yeah. in May, it was like, He's he sort of an the... independent person, but he's yeah. not because he's mates with Julian yeah. and he knows him really, really well. Wolves, when Julian was unveiled as manager, invited Gillum to come and walk on the pitch and do yeah. the interview and chat yeah. with him, welcomed him in. The media team got him involved. Obviously, the tweet went out in May, he dropped all that stuff, which was basically the words that uh, J-Lo wanted to get out there. Yeah. Um, but probably couldn't didn't feel like he wanted to say it direct. He wanted it, he wanted the words so they know it was coming from his mouth to get out there for the fans to hear and to put pressure on um Jeff yeah. or whatever thingy. And he's done that two tweets and he got a bit of stick for that really, you know, why you're putting your nose in and stuff and stirring the pot. And then obviously the interview with J Lo in uh, you know, which was very sensationalised, go on my channel, clickbait in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, questions. Yeah. Uh, the interview, the video was fine. The audio was dreadful. Yeah. Um, for, you know, it was, it was if he was, it was, if he, Lopetegui was sat in the uh, room and Gillian was sat out on the balcony. Yeah, there was no mic or anything there no. picking up. It was it thingy, but obviously that, that came in. But that was obviously done again behind Wolves' knowledge and media and stuff like that. That's the second time. So I think it's not that he's not liked. It's just I think there's a little bit of underhandedness. You're trying yeah. to stir the shit. This doesn't help Wolves. Um, all it does is undermine what's going on. It yeah. puts players off coming. It makes Because if the player's not certain that the manager's going to be there, why no, would they come? And I, that's why I kind of wanted your opinion on was it wise that he did that? Is it a good thing that he did it? You know, what's your view? 
it's... as someone who's kind of fairly, you know, level-headed and open-minded, like everyone is, but like yeah. you tend to take a reflection on it, which is why I've got you on this week. I think it stirred the pot. It stirred the pot massively because you've had the tweets, like you said, back in May, and then you've had just weeks and weeks and weeks of the likes of John Percy, Liam Keane, um, Daily Mirror, all coming out with these stories out. He wants to leave. He, he's fell out. And I think a lot of the crux of, of Julian going and doing talking to him with both the tweets and the interview they did the other week, I think the crux of the matter, and I know it was covered a few times on the, the group on the other night um, on the channel, I think the crux of it, I don't think there's a working relationship between the board, well, especially Matt Hobbs and Lopetegui at that level, then up to Jeff. I don't think at the moment there's been any, I think that trust has been lost between board and chairman. We've, yeah. And the fans as well, you, you, you've seen it on um, on the, the channel the other day, I thought that we were, we were all told in November, December, during the World Cup, Lopetegui's coming in, He's been told this. He's been told that. We'll look at re rebuilding was the word in the summer. Overhaul, which they've done that bit, but they've not really started a rebuild. They've put the anchors on a bit. And Could we you argue, will... you argued that the six players coming in in January is like half a half a team. Yeah, you could say that. That as like they said in the the um, press release in the week, that has probably hampered things. But to go out and basically get all the fans thinking, oh, we're getting some more. That's that's what it was. January transfers had happened, um, so that hasn't helped. But you're still in the back of your mind. At no point until this week have they come out and said, we're not going to pursue anymore. And that's the sort of things that it feels like. I do feel that Lopetegui probably shouldn't be doing what he's done. But I think if the working relationship's not there, he's going to go out somewhere and say something, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, you... you... Six or one and a half of the dozen, dozen yeah. of that. Um, there's a few acquisitions that have been said that, and we covered this again on Tingy, that a lot of people think it's outright lied. Is that your view? I don't know. Well, can me and my brother on about it um, when we were watching it, funnily enough, um, the other night. And um, the quotes that Faust and well, Jeff used when they first come in, is we want to compete with Man City. We want to compete in the top four. We want to compete in the Champions League. They were all the same sort of lines that were said in that press room on the day of the interview when Fawson signed the club and he was appointed as chairman. Um, would I say it's a lie? I'm not on about that because he has retracted since then. They yeah. basically said that was a bit ambitious. Um in the 10 years and want to win the Premier League within 10 years. I think they have kind of backtracked and realised yeah. that's difficult to do without building a, a much bigger global fan base to keep compete with the revenues. What I'm really asking, do you think that Lopetegui was, was lied to in what some people have said that he wasn't told the... Uh, was, yes. Do you think that's the case, or do you think it's hard to judge because we don't really know what was said behind closed doors? Yeah. Going off what we were told as fans and the news that we were all told by social media and the club when Lopetegui came in January, I'd say 
because lies are strong. We don't. We still don't know. It's never been in writing what was been put forward for the season, but it does feel like it potentially was. It's one of those. It's it's. I don't want to say it's a lie, and I don't want to say it isn't because you've never you we we all got the impression that we fought January transfers to help him, and then kick on again in the summer. There was never, unless anybody can find it, there was never anything in writing or press to say we were going to... Exactly. So, I mean, maybe that, you know, I mean, people will have their views and we give everyone the thing. Some people think it's an outright thing. Some, I mean, we've had other people that have left comments mm. after that saying absolutely not. Um, we've only really heard directly from one interview. We don't really know what was said behind closed doors. I think it, and I think I've said it before. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, the, the probably assurances were given. Yeah. And then, yeah. oh, actually, we can't see those assurances, and obviously that's led to the frustration. Um, and there's probably been some heated words been said, and then obviously all the media stuff, which I don't think helps really, because when we're in the middle of a transfer window and we want certainty going forward, seeing the manager at loggerheads with the chairman at any football club isn't a good look. And yeah. it certainly doesn't breed confidence for players that you're trying to talk to come in. Like if the manager does want a player to come in, it don't look, it's not a good look when it, are you going to be, and you've got the press report and you might leave. Why is a player going to come and trust that manager to come when he might leave? I yeah. don't think that's going to happen. I think that's media stuff again, that's spreading, uh, spreading these things yeah. and uncertainty yeah. rewards. Peter said in the chat there, he has got a point there. He says, like, we were told players in and out this summer. You, the, the overhauls happened, like I was saying earlier, but the the players coming in hasn't happened yet. As I like I said earlier, I'm still waiting till the end of this window because we still don't know what can happen with players coming in. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, so you're kind of like... I'm waiting like, the, on that basis of players in and out. Players out's happened. The players in has still got time to happen. We've got till September the 1st, 11 o'clock on September the 1st, is it? Something like that. So there's, there's still a bit of time um, on that front. But we were but we were told, we were told that it was players in and players out and players in. But I don't think we can judge that that comment until the window is officially closed. Absolutely. So yeah, so we covered that, which is uh, which is really good. It's it's good to get your uh, opinion on that. Um... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, I said after my post-match 
um, reaction on the weekend, the game against um, Rens, that now the time for shouting about the off-field stuff has got to stop really to a point. You know, we've got to now focus on getting behind the boys and the uh, the team. Before we get to that, um, uh, we've got an Always Wolves Fantasy Football League. I think there's already 50 in it, uh, which has been set up by one of our members, uh, Carl. So Carl can um, post in the um, in the chat um, the Always Walls Fantasy Football League stuff. I'll post that on the on the screen for you. And if you like your fantasy football, you can get in the Always Walls Fantasy Football League, and uh, we'll see what sort of prize we can do for the uh, for the end of the season. Um, right, let's move on from the off field stuff now uh, yeah. to the uh, the actual pre-season and the last week. Obviously, you've both what you've watched both matches. You were there against Luton, rainy, miserable day. Yeah. And you were there, um, you watched because you were going to the hundred, you watched the game against Rennes. Could you uh, give us your thoughts on the pre-season and how that's developed and up until this point? So these two games I thought were the first two games I watched and what I'd seen on snippets of highlights and on other channels on YouTube and um, highlights on Twitter. I thought the first few games, there was that still same Celtic game. There was still that or sideways, backwards, sideways. Um, but then to come to these last two games at home, we looked a completely different team. I thought passing, there was that one movement against... Rens on Saturday, where I think it landed with a mistake from their striker um, on our left-hand side, their right-hand side in front of the North Bank and Steve Bull. Um, it went across the back four, pinged into midfield, back to the full-back, back to centre-mid, back out to the right. Nunes made a run and just how quick it moved. When we've passed it round the back in the middle of midfield to get it round the other team in recent years, it's taken about two or three minutes. And that happened all in about 30 seconds from left back up to right mid, up to the edge of the box. And then we, we ultimately, we lost it on the edge of the box, but it was how quick, how quick we moved it. Um, so to see that briefly from the defence in the midfield working like that, that has got me a bit hopeful. Um, the big standouts for me were on Wednesday and, and yesterday, Fabio and Kalidic, when they were linking up first half against Luton. Um, I know um, Silva was coming deep, um, but I thought the one-twos that were playing down that left-hand side the first half was so... We haven't seen anything like that for a long time. The last sort of player we saw doing that sort of movement, quick-footedness, um, out onto the wing, into midfield and back up, to, up front was um, Elder Costa. Um, when he was in his A game, the movement on the ball and off the ball was brilliant. And it was like watching that sort of movement again, where we had someone free roll in front of the strikers, well, behind the main striker, linking up with the midfield and the wingers. And I thought Fabio did that really, really well. And I was surprised how quick-footed Kalajic was, because the last six-foot-seven striker we had was as slow as a snail, the neck, Meyer offer. Um, so to see someone of that build with that sort of movement... I thought, it was, as Gaz says there, it, it was fluid. It was fluid football, and I was really impressed. I do think, uh, well, I, I, I was going to say, United's going to be our next big test. But I'm walking out on Wednesday, 
I said to me, brother, that's a nil-nil draw. I know people were moaning it was looting, but I saw enough there on, on Wednesday night to say we'll be fine. Um, I thought Doc came in on Wednesday night when he started. I thought he played really well to the point I turned around to my brother on Wednesday night and said, I'd start with Doc over Samado. Yeah, I watched Samado yesterday and said, huh, I don't know now. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know who I'll play at the two of them. So I thought over the two games when they both started, I thought they both played really well. But um, I've, I've been really impressed. These last two games, I've been really impressed. I think a lot of people have, and it's lifted, give us a bit of a lift after the week we've had. Um, so it's making me look forward to the season again now. I wasn't looking forward to it this, this time last week. Mate, I've, I've got to say, um, I started with watching, I watched the Porto game, mm. and within the first five or ten minutes, I saw the press which created the mistake that we scored off against uh, Porto, um, which was really, really good. And I was quite impressed with that. Um, we won that goal again, 1-0. Um, Obviously, against Celtic, we, um, we we didn't start very well against Celtic. Mm. With the, the, I mean, we were vulnerable to, for the high press, for the ball over the top. We've sorted it out, um, finished as uh, the better team. And um, that was good. Against Luton in the night uh, on Wednesday, again a lot of really good signs. Um, the weather didn't help. I wasn't in the best of things. Yeah. I was worried about my mom uh, on Wednesday night, so I did say it was uninspiring. But probably on reflection, yeah. it was a bit better than that. And then yesterday, <sighs> honestly, I was like so impressed. The movement, the interchange. Uh, between um, between the the players, how fast we were moving it, the overlaps. Mm. And at one point, there was almost some alive football with some of the flicks and things and the passes and stuff yeah. like that. The, the run by Nunes, you know, Nunes has come in for a lot of um, a lot of criticism. Yeah. I think that's the same as what with Fabio Silva when he come for thirty five million. People are expecting at their age they've come in. Um, Nunes, 22, is he? Something like that. 22, if it'd be 45 million, people are expecting a 20-year or two-year-old to be the final product at that age. It's not. It's not, Unfortunately, it's not going to happen. He's going to grow. Um, we've seen many times before where a foreign player comes over in the first season, mm, second season, they've been unbelievable. And I think we're going to get that this season with him. Uh, well, you know, that's the thing that I've thought. I mean, let's talk about the game yesterday. The starting... Lineup. Hodge has started pretty much most yeah. of the um, most of the main games. He started again. He did switch in for Joe Gomez at the second yeah. at the, uh, the, the in the second half. He made a few. He had four changes at half time as well. Um. So I was quite impressed. The goal. Mm. Wow! From a corner, I, I can't remember the last time we scored from a corner, but yeah. like. It was a great finish. Um, he stood at the edge, running, Bing. placed it into the corner. Brilliant goal. Um, obviously, they got their penalty, which was um, which was a bit dubious. Bit of a lazy tackle, I think, from Dawson. The waste. There was no need for him to stick his back leg out like he did, but it did happen, didn't it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and the um, the second goal. The movement on the right hand side. Fabio Silva was involved with that, the little step over. 
Yeah. Joe Gomez started the move, bringing it down the uh, down the middle, and um, and then placing it away. That was really really good. And then the third goal, the move, the movement from I said to my brother because he was doing the oeuvring in his room, and I just went, "You've got to come in and see this." And it, the, down the right hand side, and both Fabio and Kalidic pulled all well two centre backs and the right the right back over, and Huang had free reign down that left hand side. It was the way they moved just together as a, as a like a pincer move into the corner, and it freed that left hand side completely up. Absolutely, and you know what I was, uh, what I was really, really impressed with was uh, Nunes. The way he saw that pass, that reverse ball, yeah, and Wang was in a and what a finish! Yeah, I thought with the player coming back at him and the keeper coming towards him as well, the gap had really narrowed for him to get that in the corner, in the side netting. I thought that was really well played. Oh, it was brilliant! It was a great finish. Wang as well has been towards the end of last season. Yeah. And when he first started, he was scoring goals like that. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. We've got some kind of strength in depth, um, in, in better than I actually thought. Um, Dawson and Kilman seem to be playing well. When Totty come on, he's never let anyone yeah. down. He just does the basics. He's always in the seems to be in the right place. Um, does really really well. The wing backs, the full backs, when they've switched, Doc came on. Uh, obviously, Bueno and Aitnori, again, they've both done done well. Uh, Young Hodge, again, fantastic. He's done. Bubakar Traore, when he's come on, yeah, he's like a rash. He's yeah. literally like a rash. He's probably going to pick up a load of yellows. And yeah, stuff I, th- like I think him and Gomez together this year will be getting quite a few yellow cards, replacing Sais and Neves. <laughs> Gomez, he was a lot sharper than I thought Gomez uh, against Rent and he was against Luton. Um, Neto's look good. Sarabia's look better. Yeah. Kuna's look like Neto the player that we were looking at, really sharp. Fabio's come on and made a difference in every game that he's come on and he's been hungry. I just wish he'd got his goal, but he's clever. Even Sasha has got a, a bit of a uh, bit of control. And all in all, everything that he bought on um, has been like really, really good. I've been like so impressed. Um, with it, and I've been really, really impressed with the movements. And because of that, I came out after the game buzzing with excitement, yeah. thinking this is exciting football. It's not boring like we've been watching. When we've lost the ball, they've been chasing it in packs to get it back. Yeah. We've won the ball back. Lots of triangles and quick interchange. They're moving the ball quicker. Yeah, there's periods of slow, but then they'll move the ball fast. They'll have players that will run into space, drawing players together so that it creates overlaps and gaps to appear in. When you're just passing it like a side to side, it's so easy to defend against. You have to have moving parts. And the thing that impressed me quite a lot was when, even when he made the changes, all the players seemed to know their job and seemed to continue. And I just want to, you know, say this this Stad Renee, this Rennes team finished fourth, fourth in the French League, Champions League. They took West Ham apart 3 1. They destroyed Forest in the week 5 0. And we've made them look ordinary. And I'm like, this isn't part of the yeah. script. 
The this one thing I haven't checked and that I'm not sure on was the, the sides they put out, but they were still playing a few play, no, players I knew of that were first 11 players. Um, so I'm not sure what squads they put out against compared against West Ham and um, Forest compared to us. But I don't think it was too dissimilar. I'm going to have a look at that later just to see how the squad was. But I think they made a few changes for the Forest game, to be honest. Mm. Um, when I say they rested a few players... Because it was one of the, like what Wolves do, they made in, against Luton. They they had about half the team, whereas yeah. the, the one this weekend is kind of like a main game for them. Yeah. Um, and obviously both teams made changes in the second yeah. half and stuff like that as happens. But like I was quite impressed uh, and really positive. And the, the thing that I was really positive about was the, the energy levels. We seem fitter this year. Um, the structure of the team, the patterns of play. Was so much better. To kick. It, you know, the finishing. We're getting players in and around the box. It's lo and behold, you get players running into the box. You get goals. It, yeah. And this is why Lopetegui is an elite manager, and why this is severe team was such a good player. Even playing with the four, he likes to drop that central midfielder back yeah. when one overlaps. That's how Sevilla used to play to get the the full-backs forward. Yeah, full-backs are coming inside. We're worried about Doc and people playing in a back five and stuff. The way he plays a back four, you get that extra security. With We saw Lamina drop back, then we saw Joe Gomez drop back, just to give that extra bit of a safety net. But the other thing that I was really impressed about was all of the midfielders were going box to box. We saw... They were it was fluid, which is difficult then for a team to pick up that yeah. particular player. And they seem to know when to drop, when to go. Because defensively, obviously, against you know the better teams and stuff like that, they're gonna look to exploit the gaps. We saw a bit of that against Celtic when there was that uh, Japanese chap that was dropping in that hole yeah. and they were losing him for the first 20 minutes, they couldn't pick him up. They sorted that out and then we grew into the game and we didn't see much of that as we went. But it's all a learning curve. Also, because we're playing such a high line and if you've got someone with pace that makes that run along the line and then thing and they play the ball, you know, they're in. That's a danger for me uh, and where we could get caught. And sometimes yeah. we do play a little bit narrow and I they can get around the side. On the break will be the problem, I think. You saw it a few times against Luton and you saw it a few times against Wren. And there was that one chance where it was four against three or four against two against Wren. And they popped the ball into the middle. And Ewey didn't finish it. He put it over the bars at the South Bank. I do not know. Um, um, any other day. I've got to answer this, mate. David Smith, make your mind up. I was suicidal. I've never been suicidal. I've been the, <laughs> uh, I've been the beacon of calm and open like patience. Uh, other people have been been nearly suicidal and they're well within the rights and panicking yeah. and stressed. Yeah. I've only ever gone to the point where I'm concerned to worried. Yeah. I've not been I've not got to the point where I'm like I'm I'm like, oh my God. I've been saying like this all along. We've got a people have got different ways with dealing with it now. They've seen the news of the of what's come out and if they don't agree with it, people are going to be vocal about it and fair play to them. I, exactly. I, I'm, I'm one of them where I'm, I'm quiet about it and it just gets me down and I just don't want to talk about there's it. A lot of, there's a lot of people that are very upset and vocal and this is, you know, the going on about 
Foson and stuff like that. I've never, I've said all along, particularly like change the ownership, get rid of Foson. I'm not in that camp because it's not that not that they haven't put the money in. It's how it's mm. been spent. You, yeah. you know, you can't point the finger at a company when they're saying they're trying to make the profit and they've made they've, they've written off a debt of over 100 million owed to them by the club. Um, they're not trying to make a profit, they, but like they have put the money in. But we have got to work within the FFP. And the the only thing that I would say, and we have talked about this, investment in the stadium can still be done. Um, so fingers can be pointed about that. Why isn't there more money being spent on the investment in the stadium? Things like that. Um, how's the transfer been spent? Since Hobbs has come in and taken over the reins from Scott Sellers, there's been a definite change in the transfer oh, yeah. policy, yeah. less reliance on Mendes. Yes. And you've seen that by the players that have been coming in, which is what a lot of people were calling for. Um, you know, and like on, we talked about with Jeff on in the week, is it time for him to move on? Not saying... No, there should be any hatred towards him because let's face it, after January, everyone was singing about Jeff Sheeney's Lamborghini and how much money he was yeah, throwing around. Yeah, yeah. And now people are going, oh my God, he's in a space hopper. Has there been bad decisions and things that have happened? We all agree. I think that's right. How much truth or non-truth has there been? We'll never know. Some people have a more extreme view on it. Do we think probably, and do Foson think it's probably time to change the leadership at the top. I think they think that as well. There was a plan in place. That's not happened. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. But now is not the time to go, carry on over that. We've got to talk about the team. And during all of pre-season, I've been talking about how positive I've seen the team play. And the manager has clearly been doing a, jo a good job. It does not seem to me like a manager that wants to leave this club because he's passionate on the touchline. He's worked hard with his staff to get this going. I can't see unless, no. which is what I do worry about, unless they sell the likes of Nunes or Kilman or Aitnor yeah. and a couple of those from under him, that would literally pull the rug out of all of his pre-season plans. And at yeah. that point, you'd think, why am I bothering? Because you're just pulling the rug from under me. If that happens, that's that would be... I think dangerous for yeah for the I owners. Think, I think the main two. I've, I've just looked out earlier. I've been impressive out here, so I, I would be a bit annoyed if he went. Um, we definitely need cover because I think, as it stands, apart from centre half and wingers, we've got two per position. Um, Nunes for me. He's got to. We've got to keep Fabiaz as one. Those three and Kilman the force so out here Kilman. Nunes and who did I just say? Fabio. Yeah, well, that, for me, there might be bids that come in and we don't know what's going to happen. But, like, you cannot pull the rug mm. now after all this has gone. We have got all of the work that's gone into this with the key players. You cannot pull the rug from under the manager now by selling anyone else from that from that squad from under him. I think if yeah, any four of those maybe, but that's it. I think and if they do to... sell any of those four, I, I think that'd be I think he'd he'd, he'd go personally. Well you could understand that because like yeah. at the moment you can see a team that's fluid, that's looking more confident, that seem to be playing for each other, that seem to be getting on. It's definitely a taskmaster. Out Nuri was bombed out from all accounts because he was late for training and he's got a bad attitude in training. He's put him out in the cold. He's brought him back into the uh, 
into the squad and he seems to be performing. You know, if he's getting, you know, more than the parts out of this team and we've got good quality, that's what a manager and a coach should be doing. And I see that. And I, I'm excited for it, um, for seeing... I think we'll do, from seeing the pre-season games and the quality of opposition we've been up against, you know, you look at Forest lost 5-0, West Ham have been struggling. That, you know, you look at some of the other yeah. clubs that are, and some of the other fan bases that are in meltdown, West Ham, Forest, Crystal Palace, you talk about them. There, there's a, we're going about our club, but if you look wider, yeah. there's a lot of other fans that are not so happy um, around. And at the end of the day, it's the, it's the team on the pitch that are going to perform. And if they're performing and playing like they have done, we'll give anyone a game. And I'm yeah. really looking forward to the United game. Are you going to that one? Yeah, yeah, I'll be going to United. I've got the uh, week off that week, so it's felt quite nicely with it being on the Monday. Absolutely. Save your questions for the end. I just want to talk about the um, post-up. The um, This is the Premier League. This is the fantasy football thing. So if you want to join the Always Wolves fantasy football um, just use that link, the Fantasy Football Leagues, and use the code NIFQ6. Um, me and Josh, I'm sure, will get on to that. Mm. I'm not a big fantasy footballer, but I'll get I'm on, on there. Laugh. I'll do my team um, this afternoon. <laughs> well, so if you've joined the Fantasy Football League, we'll try and get a prize for the end of the season. Uh, let us know in the comments that you've joined. And again, if you want to join in the chat, whilst you're watching, make sure that you are subscribed uh, to the channel because that does mean that you can join in the uh, the conversation. But, yeah, get on to the Fantasy Football uh, League. I'll try and post it again before we end. So um, what's your expectations now going into the uh, first game of the season next week, mate? What's your thoughts? Um, I'd love, because it's, it's the big old Manchester United. Um, I know they've had a few clangers the last few games with Onana and, uh, and Mount. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a tough game. I would take a draw. Um, I'd, I'd love I'd love us to win, but I think the realistic achievement for us to get anything is a draw. Um, I can't I can't see us. Unfortunately, I know we've been praising them up. Um, That's not unfortunately a draw. First match of the season away at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah I'll take it. Yeah, it's I'm not, saying, I'll, I'll it's take not it. a, an unpositive result. Yeah. That's quite a positive result. Yeah. Because a lot of people have been talking about us getting whack five or six. Yeah. First game of the season. So, you know, if you go into if you are going um if you are going to um to um Old Trafford on uh Monday, let us know in the comments section. I've just put the someone's asked for the fantasy lawyer. It's N I F Q uh six. If you're listening to this on the podcast, our fantasy football league code is N-I-1-F-Q-6. Um, so, yeah. So, Gaz Wolves thinks, we, thinks we're going to win 3-2. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, Chaotic Rangers is 1-1. One, one. Um, I'll take a draw, but if I had to put any money on either team winning, it would be United. Well, they've obviously got to be favourites. They're at home. Yeah. First match of the season. Um, so they're going to be fair, but if we get a point, that's great. Point on, the point on the first day against anybody, even if it's a team that's just come up, it's it's a decent result. Well, any team that's just come up have got the excitement with their fans and stuff coming up, and you know that the balls and the you know the momentum, especially the uh, promoted teams early season, they have that momentum that they're carrying through on that wave, and then it kind yeah. of starts to 
filter out after a period. Um, you know, so I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk about the team for that game, Josh. Yeah. Um, who would you start in goal? I'd go Joe, only because we've seen more of him um, during this pre-season. I'd say Jose Sarr in goal for me. I'd start Jose Sarr too. Who's your central defensive pairing? Um, Dawson and Kilman. I think that speaks for itself with only three centre-halves. Um, um, it would be Dawson and Kilman. I can I concur. Uh, I concur with that. Um, chaotic Ranger, that's beautiful. I'll make sure that that's sorted to go to a flowers for your mom. God bless her. That's fantastic, mate. Thank you so much. Because my mom, if you don't know, guys, my mom has been in hospital. She's just got home. I've put a picture on my social media. If you go to Dazzling Dave on Instagram or, or Twitter, I'll put a picture up and she's on oxygen at the moment. She's really not been very well at all. Um, and, you know, that's been something that we've been worrying about. My dad couldn't go to the game at the weekend. So that's really, really kind. Thank you. Um, Kilman and Dawson, um, your full-backs? I can't believe I'm saying this for left-back because I would not have said it at the end of the season. I'm going to go out Nuri. You know what? I think so as well, based off um, the last couple of games. I think yeah. he probably just edges out. Uh, bueno, if Bueno does start, fine, but I think eight Nori. He's deserved it after the last two games for me, I think. Yeah, I'd stick with Samedo. Uh, um, I'm tired. I'm, 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 I'd be tempted with Doc, personally. Interesting, I why? I, I would probably go Doc. I think against United. Um, Do you think he's a, got a, he's a safer pair of hands? Oh, it's going to be Marcus Rashford on that left hand side, though, isn't it? So you are going to need pace. Pace. No, I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with initial thought. Thought I'm going to go with Doc. I'm going with Samedo. Um, right, this is an interesting one. Uh, the midfield because I think there's two midfield positions that are definitely nailed down. That would be Nunes yeah. and Mario Lamina. Do you concur? Yeah. yeah, Nunes on the right. Well, right inside right essentially, and Lamina in front of the back four. Absolutely. Uh, but the big question is, who's going to play at uh, the other position? Because we have seen that Hodge has been starting most of the main games. But Joe Gomez has such an impact mm. uh, in uh, against Rens. Who would you uh, go with? I wouldn't be surprised if he goes with Bubakar, but I think he will go with Bubakar? Gomez. Bubakar? Yeah. I, think he'll, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, um, leaving Lamina to be the central role and... Bubakar to do all the tidying up, but I think it will be Gomez. That's interesting. Um, I think I think Gomez might have just edged it on the last game, although Hodge has been great in yeah. pre-season. He's been really busy. Um, but I think it, I think I'd probably go with Gomez. I think yeah. he's got more... I mean, Hodge has got an engine on him, definitely. Uh, they're both tackle. And he's been good. For, Hodge has obviously been keeping him out. But I wasn't that impressed with Gomez against Luton, but he was really sharp. And he's got always got a goal in him, I think. Yeah. He, and he, he, his runs come through. So I think that could be crucial against United. OK, then, your front three. So mine's actually more of a 4-4-2 rather than a front three with the way I've seen him playing. So you've got Nunes on the right hand, right, inside right. Yeah. Gomez and Lamina in the middle. Huang inside left. And then um, I'll go with Cunha and Fabio up front. Cunha and Fabio. See, I, I, I 
think he'll probably go with Neto, Sarabia and Kuna. Mm. Um, just because that's the front three he started with all the main games. He started yeah. them three against Porto. He started them three against um, Celtic. And he started them three yesterday. And the likes of Wang and Fabio's come on. Um, I'm not saying... I, I, I'd love to see Fabio with Kuna. I think it kind of worked. But I think he'll probably go with them. Yeah. But I'd, I really would like to see Fabio. But he might see that Fabio comes on and makes that impact as what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, and Wang probably as well. Um, Neto's been quite good. Kuna's been really good. But ugh, I don't know. We'll wait yeah. and see. Depends how he approaches it, really. Because if we sit back... Um, and just let United dictate the play. They'll take us. That they'll take us apart. What I want to see against United, and obviously we'll have the match preview. We will be doing a talk on. We will be having a show Sunday night before the game as well. So make sure you subscribe. Got the bell for that because we'll have a a night before the game chat, so we can really delve into it um, once the press conferences have gone and everything like that. But I really want to see us. Totally disrespect United, and I want to see us go at them from the off. I want to see yeah. them give them no time because when we won against them, um, the, the time before last January last year, yeah, they didn't know what hit them and they never recovered. And we controlled that game. Matinho eventually scored the winner. And I think you can get at United, and if you can get at them and push them back and get them on the back foot and quieten the, the crowd, which isn't that hard to do at Old Trafford. Um, to be fair, to be fair, when we played them back in uh, May, I thought they made a fair good noise. To be fair to them, in those two corners. Yeah, no, I they did. This is what this is what I'm saying. We've got to quieten them down. Yeah, because they do get a little bit, and they get a bit edgy. And I think United can be got at, especially the first, because all the pressure and the expectation for me is going to be Wolves are in dire trouble. You hear people talking about yeah. Wolves on the radio in everything. Oh yeah, That'd Wolves, they're, they're in disarray. This this. That. I think we can go under the rain door because we've seen Wolves playing in pre-season and I don't think they'll see what's coming if yeah. we have that attitude. I think we can go there and they'll be, this isn't what we were predicting from Wolves. All the United fans pretty much are going to be thinking it's going to be a walkover for Wolves because they think we're in we're falling apart. Yeah. And I think they'll be in for, they could be in for a shock, but we've got to get at them straight away. And I like the fact that we're pressing them and foot and been pressing. We've, you know, we've played three teams that are in the Champions League who are quality teams, and we've caused them to make mistakes. And if we play like that and don't let them get on the front foot, then I think we could uh, we could cause that. To, we, you know, as Sutty said last week, let's get bloody Kilman or whatever coming out with the bloody flag at Old Trafford and going <laughs> bang, put that flag down and go. Thou shalt not pass, bring yeah. it on, you know, and we're going to like, and, you know, I mean, obviously they're not going to bring the flag out, the Wolves flag, but that would be bloody cool if they did. But, like, they need to come out with that mentality, right, we're going to uh, we're going to give you a game, and I think we will. Right, guys, we're coming into the, the last bit of the show. So this is the uh, the bit where um, where you can ask questions of me and Josh. Uh, just to remind you, the fantasy football, I'm placing it, uh, the link there. Um, it is November Iguana. Not sure that's right, 
one. Freddy, Quebec, six. That's the uh, the code. Let us know if you've uh, if you've joined. Uh, can someone tell me how many likes there is on the video so far? Um, we've had over three hundred watching live in the show. And then let's drop um, let's drop your questions for me and Josh uh, to finish the show. And if you do want to ask a question, just make sure uh, that you are subscribed to the channel because you can then. Uh, oh, there's no secret word. So look, we've only got 81 likes on the video and there's 349 of you watching. Text a second, just smash a like. That would be appreciated. Let's see whether we can get that, that over the 100 mark. Let me know when we get over the 100. We've got to 83 now. That's great. So we've got uh, we've got first question here. Uh, Craig Hughes is coming in. Uh, do you both think we'll sign anyone at all, even though the murmurs are it doesn't seem like it, Josh? Um, I'm from, well, I'm sticking with the murmurs. I think potentially that's it, but I do think there's still legs in this Elverdy signing personally. And there's, I know there's been a few mentions of um, Doyle from Man City, but I, th I think if anything's going to come through, any signings, I think it will be Elverdy from Munch and Gladbach. Uh, I agree with that. I think that's still on the bubble. Um, I think there'll still be two or three signings coming in and I don't necessarily think that they may all be permanent signings. Wolves have used very, very successfully in the past a loan-to-buy option. And I can see that um, the market does tend to move towards the end of the window when the dominoes start to move and the one player moves from there. That means they'll let a player go. You know, some clubs will brinkmanship with the cost of what they want to sell a player for them when it comes down to it, it's like, well, you get the money now or you're going to lose down later. I think there'll still be potentially two or three players that will come in. I think there could be some loans. We might even do some business on the last day of the window this year. Um, I still think that there will be players going out, but I'm, I, I'm hoping it'll only be like a Daniel Pedence or a Johnny Otto. And Johnny Otto did all right the weekend. He looked fit and stuff. But if they want to get an extra bit of money in, that's as far as I'm going to go. I don't want, as I've said before, please don't sell any more major first-team players. I don't care what offers, how much money they offer. We need players of quality on the pitch. And you cannot, at this stage, pull anyone out of that squad for me. Um, but I do think there'll be a bit of business uh, coming in. Leighton Harris wants to know uh, from both of us, do you think our away form will improve this year? It's going to be an hard one to judge. It's going to be one of them again, I think. Um, I think we could potentially still struggle away. It's, it's too early doors to even talk about that. I think personally it's going to be get the first few away games out the way and then and judge from there. Um, I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out, Josh. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is not if and but. Yeah. The answer is yes. We were bloody crap last year away yeah. from home. We won one game against ten men, um, and then we won another one away in the last minute against Everton. If yeah. we can't improve on that, yeah. we really point. are in trouble. So the answer <laughs> to that question is absolutely yes. Starting with United yeah, next Monday, we're going to get at least a point. Come on. Let's have a bit of positivity for once, Josh. Come on, let's hear it. Yes, it's going to improve. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's going to improve. Yes, it's going to improve. Um, Ethan wants to know, are we in trouble if Fabio leaves? Yeah. Um, I don't think we're in trouble, but I think we weakens it weakens what we're our goal scoring opportunities. Yeah. Um and they would have to bring someone else in for definite. If he goes, there's definitely got to be another striker coming. So let's hope. hope. Uh, Peter, uh, how much more money in do we need so we can buy no no freeze? I think they can. I personally think if they wanted to, they could probably spend now. Yeah. Um, but I think if they get nine million for Pedence and maybe five million, six million for Johnny Otto, another fifteen, I think we could probably see a spend in fifteen. 10 to 15 mm-hmm. million, maybe. But it's all about value for money. But we'll wait and see because they might be playing this game, whereas we're completely broke. We've got no money. Come towards the end yeah. of the end of the window, they've actually got some some in the dosh uh, and they're getting better value because, let's face it, Wolves board have been lambasted in the past for paying over the odds for players, maybe yeah. Mendes players. He's lying in his pocket and people don't like that. We've seen him pay over the odds, probably, you know, get airs and players well, like that. Whereas maybe towards the end of the window, they'll be able to, they might miss out, but they also might get a gem for a good price. On Gwedesh somewhere, though, I have seen a few murmurs that because Benfica are potentially getting um, that striker sold for around 70 million, that they could be then forced by hand to uh, take Gwedesh off our hands. Who's that, Benfica? Yeah. Well, I hope so, because that's going to help, because he's £30 million wasted just sitting yeah. doing nothing. I was gutted with that one. Yeah. I, really, I rated him before he signed, but he's done absolutely nothing. I know, he just didn't settle and didn't want to be here. Mm. Um, who should be captain for me? I, I mean, I like Dawson, and I've said Dawson all along, and he is vice-captain because he took the armband off Kilman, but I think Lopetegui is sticking with Kilman. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, um, apparently we're on to 93 likes. We can sh- get past 100 on sure. Um, what position do you think we need? This is from uh, Williams98. Do we need to improve? So, for me, two, the two that I said earlier, I think centre-half, we need definitely need one more centre-half, and I think we still need one more out-and-out winger. Yeah, definitely. I think we need another centre-half for definite uh, and another forward. Um, yeah, I'd like to see as well. Uh, let's think. Position um, trending right now. Jokes and funny clips. Love it. Uh, and a member as well. He's a member of the channel. Participates in the discussion on Discord. Position at Christmas, Josh. I am going to go 14th. I'm going 12th. <laughs> 12th, and then we'll push on for top six. <laughs> Not that kind of way. Um, Dave and Josh, would you be happy with one defender and one striker? I think we've just said that, yeah. yeah. I think one defender, but I don't think we'll get a striker on the basis that we've already got three on the books that have cost a fair yeah. bit of money. Yeah, forward. Um, 112 now. Thank you if you've liked the video. Appreciate. Uh, how many points are we getting from the first six games of the season? Um, Josh, I'll just read to you um, the actual what? first six fixtures. United at home, away, Brighton at home, Everton away, Palace away, Liverpool at home, Luton away. 
So I think I've just calculated that to eight. So none against United. I'm going one, one against United. One against Brighton. I'm going. Um, I'm going to. We're going to start. We're going to beat Brighton. That's uh, four. Three at Everton. So that's four. I'm going a point. That's five. Uh, a point at Palace. So that's five. We're going to beat Palace. So I'm one. going um, eight. Nothing against Liverpool. We'll probably lose to Liverpool at home. We're due to. And then because it's my birthday weekend, three points against Luton, which is eight. I'm going Luton away, a point. Although I can see us winning. So how many is that for me? I've gone nine, nine four, um, five, eight, nine. So I'm I've going gone. nine points. I've got You're eight. Going so we're there or thereabouts, aren't we? Um, da, 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 da. I love the Japanese. Right? Let's just have a look. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Dave and Joss is from Mark Totti. Who do you think? Do you think any work will ever be done at Molyneux? Are you increase the capacity? I know there was talk, was it last summer or the summer before, where they were doing that temporary stand um, the other side of the safe bank? But I think anything permanent, I don't think that's ever going to happen under the current ownership and investment. Um, but I think that's partly down to the council as well. Um, because I think if. I think the thing, the thinking from Fausen is if there's any ground developments with it being the council's land, that they'd have to chip in with some, and I don't think the council's going to chip in with any of it. I'll ask you a straight question. We talked about this last a couple of weeks ago, and I was really shocked. You probably would watch that yeah. um, when I was, I said like, if we can't get the work done at Molyneux without reducing the thing, would you move be? Uh, as now as a fan, except moving to like the M54, if it meant getting a state-of-the-art stadium with all the infrastructure around it and all the yeah. revenues that it can bring in, a new Molyneux there, would you accept it? I start the idea of the M54 move. I think the fact it moves two miles up the road with nothing else around it now. If they built round it. I'm yeah, saying. if they built a few pubs and, and hotels and, and everything else, mail. Um, but I am leaning more and more towards move. There's a lot of fans, surprisingly, that are kind of leaning that way. I think we all want it to stay where it is. There's no doubt yeah. about that. It's aspirational. It's been there forever long. But I think with that, because the because the land itself, with the Molyneux grounds, with the council lease, um, it always has to be something sporting, sporting facilities. Um, but any further development on the Molyneux, I know from what I've read in the past, Fausen want help from the council, but I don't think the council will budge. I don't think they'll put any money into development of the ground. Well, you see, they should. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if Wolves Molyneux moves away two miles away down the road, it's not going to help the city centre. No. So it's in their own interest, really. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's really interested on how people are slowly moving on that because at the end of the day, you can get... I mean, I think it was Sutty that says you can get sentimental about things and stuff like that, but ultimately, you've got to move with the times and you've got to move forward. And if the club can only move forward by increasing the quality, you know, the facilities and the value for the spectators and up in the stadium, yeah. and that's the only way it can be done... To might help us move forward, yeah. you know. So I know there was that plan. I know I've said about the council not wanting to do anything. There was that um, there was like a like an artist impression from the council, 
a few years back. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was the other year when we released that new image of the stadium and they used that image as well on it. And there was the image of the ring road going underneath. Um, is it because the ring road comes to the back of the South Bank? Yeah. Of that going up through like a tunnel, then comes back up by the university building and comes out and levelling all of that off between the South Bank at one level um, over to the uni building on the right as like a platform area where the basically the cars and the roads go underneath under a tunnel and um, there's all different things, restaurants and venues on top where the road is now. That was pushed out a few years back, but I can't remember. It was on the Express and Star website, I think. And that I, was- no, I, rem- I remember, remember. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, without any shadow of a doubt, we all, I think, to a person, would want us want it to stay where it is. And there's been uproar about how can we move it, but like, there's been nothing happening with it. It's just like the the the, the, the Steve Ball stand is sinking slowly, and it's not fit for purpose for the for the for for a lot of the people, and it's expensive. You know, it be I don't know. It's it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. But like. I am leaning more towards the move. On a lot of fans are. If some, if it's if it's what we have to do, we have to do. But like the the the, the, th- the other thing that we really would want to know, what is the plan for the expand for improving or expanding the stadium or stuff? It's gone very very quiet. We heard a lot of comments early doors, and then it's gone into the long grass. Um, but anyway, I think what yeah. could have really helped with that was when Morgan did it, and I know it would have. Bumped a lot of people out for the season, season tickets wise. But I know we only at the time had about like twelve to thirteen thousand season ticket holders. Yeah. So even if we did level the Steve Bull at the time, I think we could have still housed the season ticket holders. That they could have done that stand first rather than the North Bank. Because the North Bank was the newest out before, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, mate. So that's good. I'm just trying to look at. There's any other questions um, that I'm trying to look at. It's just been confirmed that Luke Condal's gone. Um, like to wish him well, I'm sure. Um, is, is it Monday? Yeah, Monday is going to be going. Loan deal to Plymouth Argyle, who were back in the championship for the first time in 13 years. I think they won yesterday. Um, I'm just trying to look at there's any other questions. Who will be the number one keeper from Craig? I think it's Saar. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be the the game time he's been given during the, su- uh, the summer. I think it will. Oh yeah, we should mention um, thoughts on Raul. What's your thoughts on Raul? Um, it's going to be one of them. You know, he's going to score about seven to ten goals at Fulham. Um, but his, his, his time was up. He, I personally thought he was gone last summer. Um, and I know I said to you before, both him and Neves last su- well, season before last now. When we played Liverpool on the last day at their place, both him and Neves were were crying. To yeah. me, at that point, for me, they were both gone. Um, we saw glimpses of him a few times this season, um, but it's uh, it it it, well, it was time for him to move on. I'd have liked to have seen him have another go, um, but going off the last two seasons, he's he's not been the same player, has he? Unfortunately, after what he did for us. He was on course to score loads of goals for us, and what happened to him? It, it couldn't. It, nothing could help that. He, he's been badly injured, and what you just got to remember what he's done for us. Scored his first done. goal for Fulham, anyway. Yeah, Craig's really going for the seventh, seventh place finish. I saw um, that on the um, post match interview when he did it with uh, with Carl. Because I know Carl as well through the banding world. Who was with Craig on uh, on your post match interview? 
mad, isn't it? Used to top, play with Carl. Top scorer this season. Um, Fabio. Fabio. I'll go with that. Are we overrating the win against Rennes? They finished fourth, but it's the seventh, eighth best league in the world. Well, is it? I don't think the French league's the seventh or eighth best league in the world. Name um, six leagues that are better than the French league. Oh, hold on. Syria. Syria. Bundesliga. Bundesliga, Premier League. La Liga. La Liga. So that's the top four. Then, yeah. then you're kind of looking at the French league, aren't you, Shuga? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what's above that? Are they, are they going world best or European? Well, I guess European. We can't really go on the yeah. world because, like, we don't compete against any of them. No. Okay, Portugal, but then you've got three of <laughs> three. I think the French league's probably above the port, probably on a par with the Portuguese league. The Dutch league, no. I, I think they're about the fifth in the, the Europe, but there we go. Um, Liquor paint. <laughs> just running along. Oh, That's Post this. Um, hold on, not that. Um, oh, hold on, I need to try and. You need to post it, Emma, for me. I can't get it off there and then post it on the things. So if you can post it, I'll get. I'll get the producer to post the link, um, and then I'll put it up on the screen. Uh, basically, Jason Guy, um, who is one of our um, podcasters, uh, joins us regularly on the Always Wolves uh, podcast. Um, he's got uh, does a lot of fundraising for charity. Um, his daughter's a disabled wheelchair was stolen whilst on holiday. Um, terrible. Um, we've put yeah, together a. Really we're one of the members. We put together a, a crowdfunding to raise the money uh, for a replacement, and then the rest go into charity. So I'll put that link up in a minute. I know it's kind of uh, done really, really well. Lots of people supported that, and we did. You know, just it does a lot. Of, does a lot. So if you want to make a donation, you can. I'll put that link up in in a bit when I see it come up. Um, da, 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 Going da, back da. to the leagues, Dave. I've just checked. In both world and Europe, French is fifth. There you go. So. There you go. Oh, I'm, I'm trusting what I found. I'm trusting what I found. Oh, Definitely sorry, I said that as well. The one in Europe, it's fifth. Um, um, but this one I'm looking at at the moment, he's saying Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, Syria, then French, then the um, Liga. Absolutely. I'm just trying to see this link coming up for uh, Emma posting. Has she done it yet? I can't see it. Oh, here we go. So that's the link, guys. Um, if you can, uh, Emma's just posted that up on the. Uh, the screen, um, which is if you want to uh, help with that, that's the uh, you can get that link off Emma's just posted. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any other um, if there is any other questions for us. Um, well, Tuba Wolves is going to get a point off Chaotic Rager if we finish seventh. Um, da -da -da. Seeing Raul score for fun was great. Tearing up. Uh, the Saudi League will not be overtaking the Premier League. No chance. Um, It'll get close. I think it will get close. Uh, in the next, next five years. It's not going to get close, Josh. 
It's not. <laughs> I we, don't think you'll get the viewing figures. You won't get the viewing figures, but I think in the stat no, right. They can have their fun. They can get all their players going over there. We can all pick a Saudi team. I like the one with Nuno with the gold and black stripes, <laughs> personally. Maybe I'll do a video on it. We can, you know, but yeah, yeah they can buy the players and stuff, but you yeah. cannot you cannot buy history. Yeah. You cannot I do, buy. I do think now it will get top 10 in the next five or six years. I possibly will because there's an interest the same as the MLS. Yeah. We've got an interest in the MLS. There was an interest in the Chinese Super League as well. And I think the Saudi league will go on. Yes. To, uh, to think you but like that's they're not gonna it's not gonna come close to the top five mm. European. There is interest and there's a fascination with it, and they've got big social numbers because of that and stuff like that. But ultimately, yeah, the European leagues are still gonna be um the thing and the Premier League's still gonna be number one and it won't come close. I think what'll be... happen now, I think they'll do what they did with the golf, what they did with the golf and what they've done with the boxing. And they'll yeah. buy into the likes of FIFA and UEFA. I wouldn't be surprised in that one bit at all if that happened. Possibly. And they'll probably be in some of their clubs will be involved in the World Club yeah. Championships and stuff like that. And we'll all probably pick a Saudi team as a, a bit of a fun thing. But, you know, the, yeah. there's nothing, nothing that comes. I mean, like the Americans don't have relegation, they don't like it, I think. You know, you know the English pyramid is historical. Is, and how deep it goes. Yeah. You've seen this year, or not this year, but in the last few, Luton go all the way down and come all the way back. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's what you can do in football. You know, Notts County went out the league. You've got yeah. the stuff going on with Wrexham. You've always got a story. Even yeah, lower yeah. down the leagues, there's interest and fascination. Yeah. The championship next year, blooming hell, what a, what a, what a division that's going to be. No one can call it. You know, it's it's such a an open division with so many big clubs that are in that. It's fascinating, and like that's up there. And the the championship's bigger than the bloody Saudi league, yeah. Um, as well, okay, they might not have Benzema and all of them playing, but like it's where it's at. Um, as nine says, you can't buy history. Chelsea and City are proving you can, but they were still. You look at Chelsea and history. Chelsea and City, they were winning. The leagues years ago, yeah. not many, not many, but they have. Really. No, but they've had money come in. Yeah, but they've still got the history. They've still been there for hundreds of you know hundred years or so. So that you know they've still been part of that pyramid going up and down. And investment comes in, and you move around. Look at Wolves in the fifties. We were the biggest team. We were up there with United and the biggest team in Europe and stuff. And we've gone all the way down and had all that hardship we've had some money come in and we've got our way back up to establishing the Premier League that's football you know is it a bit boring with Man City winning everything let's hope that they don't this year oh, did you see the charity league charity the community thing today no I watched I've seen snippets because I was in the awesome jockey so I was watching snippets of it through through the, the um dining room it was like the tenth meter of added time deflection equaliser, yeah. and then like uh, the miss. And I've been watching the women's World Cup as well. That was good. Um, I missed the that this morning. Shootout. Forgot, forgot about that this morning with the USA game. So, oh, the USA game was um, penalty. I know we're going off track a little bit here, but like the penalty shootout, they had two chances USA to score a penalty and go through, and they missed. Mm. Um, and then um, Sweden equalised, and then USA missed, and then the Sweden girl took. A um, 
penalty, the penalty, so I see penalty. The keeper saved it, but it was going back, and then she double saved it, and it was a millimeter over the line. When and, when they actually freeze it, when actually you actually see the keeper move it slightly back towards the line, so it was it was more than a millimeter before the camera even froze. But it's it. amazing. That was fantastic. But like, and we've got to say good luck to the lionesses tomorrow morning against Nigeria when this podcast comes out. Um, guys, thank you to Creation Wolf. Uh, if you want to find more about them, uh, the link is in the description below. We hope you've really enjoyed uh, uh, myself and Josh talking all things Wolves um, and discussing the week's events. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please smash a like. If you like what you see on the channel, you like your Wolves stuff, make sure you subscribe. And also, if you listen to the podcast, make sure you save it to your favourite podcast and maybe even leave us a rate. And if you're watching it back on Catch Up, leave some comments. Uh, Josh, final words from you? It's looking good on the pitch and the app. No, final word. Sorry, that was in a sentence, wasn't it? Final word. Um, faith. Keep the faith. Yeah. Keep, Keep the, faith. the faith. Absolutely. Um, and Andrew Phillips, as he says, always good. I like that. Yes. Always wolves. Cheerio, everyone. Lots of love to you and your families wherever you are in the world. And thanks for all the love to my mom as well. I appreciate that. From me and Josh, to you and yours, always wolves. Always See wolves. you next week. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you're still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.